Welcome to Box Talk, a podcast for affiliates and coaches, powered by Box Pro Magazine. All right, well, welcome to this episode of Box Talk. I'm actually in Boulder, Colorado at uh, CrossFit Sanitas, and I'm here with the owner. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Melissa Rosa. Melissa, thank you for having me here today. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming. Yes, I mean, any excuse I can have to come to Boulder (laughs) (laughs) is a pretty good excuse. Yeah, and you picked a good day. I picked a great day. It's like 66 degrees outside. I mean, I I feel like I should be at the beach. (laughs) So, but I mean, Melissa, I want to hear, just to start off, you know, about you, about the gym, about how you got to be where you are today. Um, Why don't you go ahead and just kind of tell us your story and break it down. Okay. Um, I, my husband got addicted to CrossFit well before me, um, and he kept telling me that I should go try it. I should go try it. It would be great. Um, and after I had, so I have four kids, and after I had the twins, which were my last two, um, I was 39. I didn't have any time. And in the past, I'd always been a trail runner. And um, and I just thought, okay, well, I'll go ahead and give this a try. And the, after the first class, I just loved it. And I knew I could never go back to anything else. I just fell in love with it. Um, we were driving down to Broomfield to go to CrossFit. And we thought, wouldn't it be nice, which we loved. We loved that CrossFit. And um, we thought, wouldn't it be nice to open a really nice, um, you know, higher-end CrossFit in Boulder something that our friends would would be interested in going to Um, because at the time everybody thought Eric was just crazy and they were everybody was very intimidated by by the you know the idea of CrossFit so we started looking for space we actually found a space that was not as nice as this space and the lease fell through at the last minute which turned out to be great because then this became available the space um which is a little different because it's in uh, it's in a nice it's in the very center of Boulder in a very nice mall. Um, Sprouts Grocery Store is next door. The hardware store is here. This is like the hub of one of the hubs of Boulder where everybody goes. You know, I can tell. There's yeah. so, I mean Trader Joe's. Yeah. I mean, Restaurants. There's REI, and, like there's everything. Yeah, right you can around walk to here. everything from oh, here. Yeah. yeah, and then. Pearl Street, right? Yeah. That's that's kind mm-hmm. of a thing, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, we're between Arapahoe and Canyon are the two main, like, streets that go east-west in Boulder, and we're right between the two of yeah. them. It's so, yeah. It's an incredible location. Yeah, and it's got lots of natural light, and um, and we just thought, oh, this this is great. This is where I could see spending my days and being really, really happy. So... That's hey, how we settled on this You're space. not in a dark dungeon. <laughs> right. <laughs> I remember one of our early coaches said, yeah, why does it have to be that we're, like, running around in alleys? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so we, so to make it different, we offer child care. Um, we have a cold plunge pool. We have uh, really nice locker rooms, six showers. We have two therapy rooms. We have a sports massage therapist. We have actually two sports massage therapists a sports acupuncturist, a physical therapist, um, and a functional medicine doctor. So all of those, they don't, one of them works full-time and the others are all kind of Mm part-time, but they're here for our members when they need them. And it's great because it just helps people, um, you know, move further and further along with their health. Mm -hmm. And you you told me before, you guys offer that, or you have offered those things since the beginning. Yeah, since the very beginning. Which is incredible. A lot of times, I think things are added on as members ask and Mm -hmm. stuff, and yet you had this mindset. Is it from your athletic background of trail running that you were like, oh, we need to have these things for our members? Um, You know, I... 
I just felt like it would be nice for people to be able to take care of themselves with people that understood CrossFit. It seemed like when you get hurt and you go... So um, I actually... The worst injury I've had since I since I started CrossFit was trail running. <laughs> I, was, I was running on a trail with my dog. She ran off. When she came running down the trail, she ran through my feet, and I fell oh. back on my wrist, and I badly injured my wrist, and oh it, my took, it took like 18 months to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when you go see a physical therapist, if you're doing CrossFit, they immediately try to talk you out of doing it. And I just thought it would be really nice if, like, people had a place to go where, mm-hmm. um, you know, the practitioner understood what was going on and helped you kind of yeah. get to where you want. You know, nobody wants to go see somebody. If, if somebody loves CrossFit, they don't want to go see a practitioner that's going to just tell them to stop. That to, they're no. just going to find somebody else. So yeah. um, we found we're so lucky. We have, like, the best team I was now. Say, how did you go about finding uh, someone who loves CrossFit yeah. and <laughs> is able to help you in all the ways you need? Yeah, we were patient. I mean, it's the same as with our coaches. We were really patient. We kind of knew what we wanted, and we, and we just waited until we found the right person. I mean, we've had a couple people along the way that weren't the right fit um so it wasn't always so perfect you kind of have to find your way but um but right now we have like a a rock star team both in our coaches and in the in the sports therapists yeah when they were they were chilling before we would start taking group photos yeah they it's just cool to see how they all connect and they all just like go off they were like no we want to be together right that was kind of yeah they hang out together all the time yeah everybody here it's like you know, everyone's great friends. Yeah, so. I, and that's so important for team. I mean, team right. camaraderie and all of that. Right. I guess I'm kind of curious, like you said, you know, sometimes people haven't been a good fit. Like, mm-hmm. how have you gone about handling that? Because I think sometimes affiliate owners, are, you know, everyone's friends and they don't want to... Right, right. Um, so in some cases, it just kind of worked itself out. Um, I think that it becomes apparent when somebody's not a good fit and they... And they just kind of like in the in a in a sports therapy setting, maybe they're just not busy, and so they're going to find a place where they can be busier. Um, in a coaching setting, um, you know, oftentimes they wanted to go off and do their own thing because they had a different vision. So yeah, yep, that's very true. You guys are hearing music in the background because <laughs> all of your coaches right now are basically doing eighteen point two. So that's, <laughs> that's fine. <right. laughs> So they can judge tonight. <laughs> yes, yeah, so they can judge at your Friday night lights. Yeah. But, um, well, and and I know, you know, we, we'd, we'd start talking about the space as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know when I walked into your guys' space today, and you told me this, and I'd seen photos, but very open, very bright, well lit. And I know you said that was kind of one of the draws, mm-hmm. you know, it had been an eco product store. Uh-huh. Um, why is that beneficial? Like, how have you gone about utilizing that natural light? Um, how have you kind of made the space, you know, really welcoming, you know, off of that, even with the colors and anything else and layout and such? Mm-hmm. Well, I think what we found is it's so I think I mentioned when we talked earlier that we send out surveys. Um, we use uh, SurveyMonkey. We send it out a couple times a year and we get a lot of feedback from our members, which is you know, great that they take the time to fill out the survey. And uh, it's really important to them that the facility is clean. And I don't know if you really know that unless you ask um, in an anonymous way. Uh, And so we spend a lot of time keeping things organized, keeping it clean. You know, after you get it from your burpees, you don't, your hands aren't black. You know, the bathroom is very clean. We have a lot of people that are responsible for cleaning, (laughs) keeping it this way. But also... Um, we looked at moving to a bigger space, and we couldn't find one in Boulder. 
And so we just decided, okay, let's just work with the space that we have. Um, we took out the office, which was taking up some space to get us more, to buy us more space and make a kind of a separate area. Um, and we just kind of committed to, we're going to come up with the best organizational system that we can, um, because, you know, space is, a, is you know, uh, it's our most valuable resource in some ways, you know, within the confined space. So um, uh, I think, you know, that's important is just keeping it really clean and really organized. Yeah, and organized. I know, like, your guys' jump rope holders. Like, you've about <laughs> adding special touches like yeah. that, right? Yeah. We you, love our laminator. Yeah. <laughs> I have noticed that yeah. so many signs, but, like, nicely made yeah. signs. Yeah, that, like, Tom, Tom, our manager, is, uh, he has a background in graphic design, so he makes really nice signs, and, and, and then Alyssa loves the laminator, so... <laughs> She so, runs them through the laminator. They have a great time. Have a <laughs> yeah, great it's time like a little party. Yeah. yeah. So when you say organize, I mean, can you maybe give some examples about how you guys have gone to organize, you know, maybe specifically the space? Yeah, let me think. Um, so we have a lot of, like, racks for things. So all the dumbbells are on racks, and they have little laminated signs that show you exactly where the 30s go, and here's where the 25s go, and here's where the women's bars go, and here's where the men's bars go, and the trainer bars, and the teen bars. And so we just, you know, and, and with our boxes, we have two different kinds of boxes. One kind is the big kind that comes from Rogue, and another kind is a local kind that stacks. And so, you know, there's little signs that say, this is where this box goes, and this is where that box goes. And so, um, and we have little buckets that are labeled that say, this is where these go, and these bands, and these clips, and we have things hanging on the wall for people to hang their bands. And it makes a massive difference. When when people know where to put things, it just, I mean, in some ways, it, it takes care of itself a little bit, or anyway, it incents the right behavior, right? If they have no idea where it goes, then they're definitely just going to leave it on the floor. Well, yeah, usually people are lazy they want to yeah. ask right right you know or figure it out right so, so is that something you guys have slowly applied over time yeah we've gotten better and better at it okay. for sure yeah well and as you as you get as you grow and space becomes more valuable you know then you start to really look at those things in the beginning you know when we had 50 members it didn't matter as much yeah and now you have 300 Right? Yeah, we have about 350, yeah. 350, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> and then we have a bunch of people on punch cards and a bunch of teens, so it's wow. a lot of people. Yeah, no, that's insane. I mean, I don't know. Like, how do you even, like, make sure you, if you don't have the space, but make sure you're equipped for all of that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's funny because we have, we have a lot of talks about um, the equipment that we need. Because, you know, some members are climbers and they want special equipment for grip strength and then other members are competitors and they want, you know, one of the worms. <laughs> you know? And so it's kind of like balancing all of that. Um, but, you know, you really, you should be buying your equipment for the 90% in between, right? <laughs> like, the, you know, the boxes, the jump ropes, you know, the things you're going to use, you know, every week. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I just think that's hard, but that makes sense. It does. So, and and I know I was speaking with Tom earlier, mm-hmm. and he was saying like it's just hard to because you guys only have so much wall space, right? Too, right. And like you have to keep that one big wall open, right? For balls and, can't stand, yeah, and, exactly. Know, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's hard too, and juggling that. And I know that's actually been one of the more popular things to talk about with Box Pro is 
people love stories about layout and facility, whatever. Because mm-hmm. I think so many owners are like, hmm, how are they doing their space? How are mm-hmm. they? So have you changed around the layout, uh, layout of your space a lot? Not really. Um, this is how since the very been. beginning, we had the turf on one side and the rig on the other. I guess we have added two more rigs. So we have um, two now along the wall. Um, we used to have a bunch of stuff set up along another wall, um, like just storage things that we've moved around. And that's when we put in the crossover symmetry. So we have those like four or five crossover symmetry stations. And then we put the pull-up bars above it. So, it, you know, we've been kind of adding on as we go, adding more places for pull-ups and more places for, um, you know, and when we took the office out, we got a bunch of wall space for handstand push-ups and wall balls and things like that. Mm-hmm. So... I guess it has changed over time, but the the basic, you know, here's the here's the rig and here's the turf and the, the open and this and the opening in the center has been there since the beginning. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And um, the crossover symmetry thing, I want to talk yeah. about that. Uh-huh. I'm glad you brought that up because you pointed it out. And I was like, what? This is so cool. Can you explain <laughs> a bit more, like why you guys have that? Yeah. So I I love it. I I myself struggle with shoulder issues, and it's really helped me. Um, over time to, to fix I mean I all I did was run for you know decades and sit at a desk um, so and then with the twins and babies and all that I just kind of got this forward you know lean with my shoulders holding yeah shoulders. and you haven't you know you haven't used your upper body in a few oh. decades and then you come in here and I'll whoa I have to use my shoulders <laughs> and they don't really like it so um, you know I had to build up a lot of stability and strength and I think those are just amazing they're like medicine and so um matt unthink was one of our coaches here from the very beginning he just moved to florida to work for um crossover or he was working for crossover symmetry he took another job within crossover symmetry oh, in florida so we were we were bummed that he left yeah. but he really trained all of us about shoulders and shoulder health and um, the benefits of crossover symmetry so that's why we have those here and you'll see a lot of members come in and they get right to it before their before their wad yeah, I really saw someone helps. using it after the workout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use it almost every day. Yeah. Wow, so. have you seen a good improvement? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah big difference. Dang. And oh, the mobility so and everything. Yeah. Well, it's cool. I mean, it's neat, and I think it, it's like one of your things that makes you guys unique in a sense. You know, like your cold plunge pool. pool. <laughs> I was like, what? What is this? <laughs> right. But you and you said that was beneficial just from your trail running. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to go on these long trail runs, and then I would sit in Boulder Creek (laughs) and I noticed that wow I recover a lot faster I feel so much better and so when we put it in um there's a a local place that makes them and and uh not far from here and so we put it in it has been I have to admit it's been a maintenance nightmare at times it actually um flooded the entire locker room through the ceiling (laughs) so I don't know if I can recommend it for oh everybody. I'm glad we have it. But um, okay. if I was going to do it over again, I don't know if I would do it. Yeah, it's created a lot of, of issues. We got it. Now it's everything's good. But, yeah. you know, we've had some issues with it in the past. I mean, do the members like it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some members love it, um, especially like the competitive members. And my husband loves it. Um, I've noticed a big difference with my mood. It just puts you in the best mood. So, yeah. I go through phases where I use it a lot, and then I don't use it for, yeah. like, four months. You Probably know. when you're not using it when it's causing you stress. You're like, I don't want to have a look at it. <laughs> also, in the winter, it's hard to motivate to get in there. Yeah. Burr. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you you said the word flood, and yeah. that reminded me that I want to talk to you about a certain flood. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, yeah. happened 
And I was wondering if you could kind of, you know, break down that story yeah. for us. So we wanted to open, um, on, you know, by January 1st. And um, we, uh, the, this facility was not, surprisingly, they were behind on the rebuild. And so um, we ended up opening in a gymboree space for little kids, which with like stuffed animals and colored mats. And so awesome. Actually, this is one of the... That's no. one of the stuff. That was the one thing we kept. <laughs> so what you guys can't see is we're actually sitting in uh, the childcare room, and Melissa just pointed at a stuffed clown. It's like the Jimbery clown. Yeah, I don't know why. It's a little creepy. It is. It's I know. a little creepy. I know. Like, Tom insisted that we keep it. Tom is creepy. <laughs> <laughs> he has a funny sense of humor. So... Um, so we and it was carpeted with low ceil a low dropped ceiling and anyway we had I remember we did like twelve days of Christmas one day on a really busy like Sunday and it was just a total mess but um, anyway we opened up in there and and then in February we moved into this February yeah February we moved into this space and then in September um, the the Boulder flood happened and so we were fairly new every everything was pretty new and. Um, what happened was, you know, they had been talking about a flood a possibility in Boulder for a long time, but they didn't know how bad it could be. And anyway, uh, it came, they were, they thought the creek was what was going to be the problem, but it ended up being the, the main roads turned into like rivers. And so um, down Canyon, there was like this river. It came into the back party, parking lot behind us, Sprouts's loading dock. And it was like a 10-foot tidal wave that came up into that loading dock once it found its way into that space, that confined space. And it washed all the groceries through Sprouts, through the back entrance loading dock of Sprouts, and out into the front parking oh lot. My oh, I think they had like $300,000 in damage, or maybe more than that. And Boulder Ski Deals, which is a bit the big ski retailer owned by Vail, they had just gotten all of their all of their stuff for the winter. They lost everything. So it was kind of, um, you know, it was a bummer for sure. We had to take out drywall all the way around. We had to take out the turf. Um, we had some issues with the mats. So, um, and you just get, in those situations, you just get kind of screwed by the people that come in to help you when it's an emergency like that. The thing that really, like, struck me, though, was that people, I was actually out of town. I let, my own house would have been flooded, but all of the sand that had come down from Sanitas down into our, uh, into our yard, I was able to, it was like, there was, it was hitting this little bump in the pavement of our road and running it right into our yard. So if I had just left for the airport, I would, it would have flooded our whole house. But I was able to collect the sand in a garbage bag and stick it in this one little spot, which pushed the, it back into the road. No. And it totally saved my house. I still had a so little, literally like. literally the mountain saved your house. <laughs> Because I guess named, you could say that. I was so happy <laughs> that you named a box after I it. I guess you could say that. <laughs> wow. But I was in Las, I think I was in Las Vegas on a girl's trip. And, um, and I got, and I was, you know, checking in to see how things were going. And, and um, they came in in the morning and they were like, oh, this is bad. Mm -hmm. And so they put something on Facebook and all of these members showed up whose houses had been flooded. And they showed up to help us clean up. And it was amazing. I mean, so... Um, it really yeah. struck me like the community of CrossFit. I mean, you hear that all the time, but that was a really great example. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh man, it's, it's cool to hear that. And I had been in, I think I was in Houston this past year, right, or mm -hmm. right after the hurricane. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh, and I was talking to an affiliate over there, um, CEO from CrossFit H-Town. And okay. he was saying how 
gyms just around the area came together and their yeah. members who, whose houses were still flooded yeah came oh, and I showed to the gym yeah. like yeah. but it's a powerful thing to see that it and is it's powerful to see your community moving that way and but I'm kind of curious, like, logistically, what does that look like after you've been flooded? What did you guys do? Like, how long were you closed for? What did you have to fix? We and didn't actually close for long. Oh, really? Yeah, all the members showed up. They cleaned up as much as they could in that first day. There were, like, 30 people here, I think. Wow. Um, and we were open the next day. They really? brought in a big uh, a big machine that dried everything out, and then the people just worked around the members so they were like cutting them they were cutting the drywall out <laughs> the members because we said should we close and the members were like no please don't close so I don't think we were we were maybe closed there was one point where it just got so dry in here from that machine that I think we closed early because we were like this isn't this is probably not healthy at this point um, I think it's called an anti-desiccant machine or something like that they're like five thousand dollars a day every every day it was running you're like okay are we done now can we get rid of this wow. yeah um, so we might have closed for like a half a day and then the day that was the main cleanup happened but that was it but they were you know people came in they, they cut out all the turf we have a, a lot of turf as you saw and it all had to be carried out to the dumpsters and all the padding underneath and everything squeegees and everything but yeah it was um it was a beautiful thing to see all those people show up and help it was it was a positive you said since then it's been smooth sailing right yes so Mm -hmm. that's that's good at least like at least there hasn't been another flood yeah cross the fingers but um that's cool i think that's a neat story and i think i don't know i feel like that's a good testament to just know where your community has come from mm-hmm. you know because you, yeah you just said even though it's transient just you mm-hmm. know with boulder being right turnover and all that you still have members who've been here for, since jimboree since <laughs> probably helped clean out the first gym. month yeah, yeah i think sure. that's incredible i think that's yeah. a testament and i mean why why do you th- why do you think they stayed i mean do they do they tell you why they've stayed um i think i th- i think it's i mean obviously people come into crossfit their number one goal is fitness but I think over time they've learned a lot about nutrition because we run a lot of clean challenges um we two of our coaches are certified as in precision nutrition um and so uh in our clean challenges you get put on a little team and you get and your coach kind of leads you through it and they look at your food log so it's pretty um high touch clean clean challenge we used to do a, a different way but this way seems to be more successful so I think they learn a lot about nutrition. You know, um, when we were first running the Clean Challenges, I had so many members that were like, God, I haven't gone a night without a glass of red wine in like five years. And now our members are not, they just don't have those habits. And so I think they like to be around other people that don't have those habits. And they also start to focus on their sleep, you know, and they're around other people that focus on their sleep. And um, so I think a lot of it is community. We also have a lot of fun. So we do like we do our, a big lip sync contest for our holiday party, Ooh. and people go all out, myself included. <laughs> and Tom goes all out. Actually, a bunch of them do. Um, That's awesome. What was your What was your song this past year? Uh, we did "Push It" by Salt and Pepper. <laughs> And I won, but Tom is really upset because he thinks that he thinks it was well, rigged. <laughs> Tom will just have to, re, you know, come come back with it hard next year. Yeah, so. oh, he will. He's very good. He's very talented. That um, is aw- like full costumes, everything. Yeah, and Alyssa, Alyssa, and um, and Laura did a, did a routine, and Dwight's done it in the past. Michael does it every year. So all those people, you just we have to make Antonio do it. He's the only Ooh. one that has never gotten up there. But yes. they they usually do it every year. That's and the members awesome. come in like full costume. People get into it. We have judges. 
and we bring, wow. it's like a potluck. We bring a bunch of food. Mm-hmm. Everybody drinks too much alcohol. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yep. mean, way too much, but it is fun. Do you guys have a local beer out there? That's kombucha. Oh, yeah, we kombucha. have a kombucha. That's the local kombucha you were talking yeah, about. Okay, yeah, I was yeah. like, what is on tap out yeah. here sitting in the gym? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, but, um, but the lip sync battle, sorry. Yeah, no, and then we do, like, we do picnics. So we do, in the summer, we always have, like, a like a member appreciation um, event. And this last time we did the Highland Games because I went to Scotland a couple years ago. <laughs> That's and it fun. was so much fun. Were you crossing logs. Yeah, and yeah. We went, and we went and got everything. So we did the Highland Games, and um, Craig, who who supplies all the meat in the fridge back here, he comes and and cooks the bar. He cooks, you know, he does like a big barbecue, and everyone loves it. And they bring their kids and their dogs, and it's just really fun. Mm-hmm. So we do a lot of stuff. Like tonight, we're doing the neon dance party, which okay. is like the theme for you know the the open tonight. So yeah. and people love that stuff. So. I think the people that have stuck around, um, most of them are into the community, but, but a lot of them just, you know, they like CrossFit and they like, um, I think they just like the way we do it. So, um, you know, we, we've taken a lot of time to figure out, um, the coaching, you know, so the hour is filled, you know, you get a, a, proper warm-up that has been really well thought out there's the programming there's mobility at the end um so it's not just like show up and read what's on the board and and do it um and Dwight's constantly asking people around the gym how are you feeling how are you feeling because he will change up the programming if he gets feedback that you know people's shoulders are too tired or a workout was harder than he expected he will change the programming for later in the week so he's always looking for feedback as well that's really good. No, and I noticed, like, you know, watching the classes run, like, mm-hmm. exactly what you're saying, like, mm-hmm. very specific warm-up, mm-hmm. do the workout, even yeah. a specific cool-down, yeah. which I don't see in a lot of gyms. The mm-hmm. cool-down is often missed. Right. Um, so that was kind of neat. Does he does he write programming week by week, and then he has, like, a larger plan for three yeah, months? Yeah, he that, does. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. He knows what he's working on. So, um, you know, he'll have a specific skill for the month that he's working on, or a couple, and he kind of programs to that. And he also, like, you know, he looks ahead to the open, and he starts early, you know, trying to prepare people for that. Um, and then we also have Alyssa, who's who does some gymnastic stuff to help people get ready for this, the more technical skills for the open. So she did, like, a general gymnastics. Then she did a month. So they're all twice a week. Then she did a month of... Um, of uh, muscle-up stuff. Then she did a month of um, handstands and walks and push-ups and everything, and now she's doing um, butterfly pull-ups and pull-ups and keeping pull-ups and that sort of thing, and that's really popular. And then Antonio, we have a big endurance community in Boulder, and Antonio runs the endurance program, and that's very popular, and he puts a lot of time and thought into that and people's races and race season and that sort of thing. So there's a lot of, a lot of thought behind all of the programming for sure and it man it matters it makes a big difference i'm sure the members see that yeah i'm sure they know that you guys care then yeah and dwight does a lot of research he came up with this up but he did a bunch of research recently and came back with you know what seems to be really effective is um four minutes on and four minutes off <laughs> and so I've, I've noticed he's been programming it now all right he, he read a bunch of he, he did he read a bunch of studies and um huh. and there was something about how that actually makes the biggest change I don't know if it's four minutes on but I think it's something like that and I know there's, there's some a sort four, of interval yeah and, and then there's it. a four a longer interval than what he was programming before so he's trying it now to see yeah. if he notices a difference so yeah. yeah well that's and that's probably one of the benefits of having as you said full-time coaches right 
that's yeah. their profession. This is what they do right. on their breaks or whatever. They probably are reading up on exactly. it. Exactly. That's what he does. Yeah. Exactly. Which is, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. So, and it was funny because I was, I was talking to Alyssa uh-huh. earlier, and she, uh, she said that she does, like, 12 to 15 hours mm-hmm. a week. And it was funny because she's like, yeah. She's like, Melissa says I'm full-time. But she's like, but I, I don't know. I'm like, you're full-time for a CrossFit <laughs> gym coach. Like, right. you teach 12 to 15 hours a week. Like, yeah, yeah. That's incredible. See, Dwight's teaching, like, 25 to 30. So, yeah. yeah. And Antonio I mean, and Laura. Mind, Those three teach a lot. Yeah. And that, Michael. That's just crazy. I mean, you don't see that. Yeah. So, but, and you guys have two coaches on the floor for most of them most of the yeah classes? okay yeah some are some of our classes are really small so we only need one coach but um yeah and it's it makes a big difference when this is their job that's what we found kind of over this you know five-year road that we've been down if somebody's like a waiter you know um and they're just kind of fitting this in where they can it's very different because we have a we have a weekly meeting every monday where we go over like a subject of mastery and we um you know, it's just a time to be together, talk about members that maybe are having issues or need a little extra help with something or events that are coming up um, or one of our competitions or whatever. Um, and it's just nice that everybody can be there. Because before, when it was like a bunch of part-time coaches, you know, just not everybody was on the same page. Yeah. Just because they weren't in those meetings. You know, that, that meeting is a great way to communicate. Yeah. Yep. No, that, I mean, that makes sense. Like you said, you all connect at that time. Yeah. You can go over whatever you need to go over and, and probably go over the programming for the week and whatever else needs to be talked about. Right. So, no, that makes sense. And, and kind of off of that, most, I mean, you, you've you had, I mean, you've been running this gym for a while now, mm-hmm. and you've had prior business experience, as mm-hmm. we talked about. And I'm just kind of curious, you know, what are maybe some key lessons you've learned, you know, in running mm-hmm your various businesses over the years and mm-hmm. running the gym that maybe you could uh, share to help the affiliate owner out there that maybe wants to get where you are and wants to be successful mm-hmm. and wants to have full-time coaches that are professional. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing that's really helped us, you know, this wasn't as big of a thing in my prior jobs, but um, has been asking for feedback. So the surveys have given us a lot of information a lot of information about what type of coaching our members want. Um, you know, they have different. There'll always there'll always be some random idea in there that we had never thought of that actually turns out to be a great idea. Some of them are not great ideas, so we have to pick and choose. But um, you know, because you'll always get like cheaper. It should be cheaper. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> or, moving on. <laughs> yeah, or more classes. It's like we have more than eighty classes a week. You know, so I don't know where we're going to do. You more want classes. the midnight? <laughs> yeah. So um, you always get that stuff, but it's really nice. I mean. I give feedback to coaches and it's nice to have the members feedback, you know, from various different people that kind of makes them realize, okay, this isn't just Melissa and Dwight. This is, this is the, you know, they're saying this because they're seeing it and the members are seeing it and they, you know, whatever, um, whether it's positive or negative, right? Cause there's a lot of positive feedback in that survey as well. So then they know what they're doing, right? There's actually a lot more positive feedback in there than negative, so that's nice. Um, but, you know, I think you just start to understand what people want because I think until you actually ask, you're kind of guessing. But we do spend a lot of... We have spent a lot of time over the years thinking about, like, what is our target demographic? Because it's a... It's it's a prof- it's usually... A, I mean, we have some CU students, but um, it's professionals 
you know, it's people that have a job and, um, and a lot of them are families and they want to bring their dog here and they want to bring their kids here and they want it to be just this nice, clean, fun place to hang out. That's why we have the big lounge area and, um, you know, on a Saturday that's filled with dogs and kids <laughs> and people, um, and, and people love it. And we have a lot of people that drive a long way to get here, you know, passing a lot of CrossFit. So for them, this is, this is, um, what they're looking for. And so we just try to stick to that. We found like a, you know, our market and, and we just try to stick to it. Mm. Oh, I think sometimes that's all you can do. Yes. Yeah. Figure out who you're serving, who you want to serve. Yeah and what they want right and then go from there yeah and I'd say another thing is is to just really invest in your coaching staff because they they are the key I mean your facility is important too and your location and all those things but it's the coaches that your members see every day um and you know if they feel like they can support themselves off of this and be happy and hang out with their friends while they're working. It doesn't even feel like work. I mean, Tom says that all the time. I don't even feel like I'm at work. Yeah, you know, he, he told me that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah, he did. And I know the other coaches, uh, they feel that way too. Yeah. So, um, and we give them, um, for every hour that they work, um, you know, they get a dollar of educational money and that adds up over time when you're coaching, you know, 25 to 30 hours a week, you know, week after week. So, and they can use that to fly to Salt Lake city and, you know, get certified in something else. Um, you know, and then they can get things like free massages and, you know, so they earn different things, but it just, you know, I think investing in your coaches is really important. Um, because like I said, they're the most important thing. I guess the question is like, I'm sure some affiliates want to do that and mm-hmm. they just don't know how to get started because maybe they can't afford right. it. Maybe they can't, you know, do this or that. I guess, right. do you have any advice for the coach or the affiliate that wants to start investing in their coaches, mm-hmm. but just isn't quite sure how, or maybe doesn't have the means that they, that you have or that someone right. else might have? Yeah, I'd say it took us a while to get to where we are. So it's a slow transition. Um, because I, like I said, we used to have a lot of um, a lot of different coaches, and there was a big disparity between what people were paid, and you know now it's there. That's not there anymore. Um, and there was a there was a real difference in our, the coaches too. I remember feeling like when I showed up, like oh, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like still really wow. good, but like not as good as you know maybe Dwight or somebody. But you know what I mean? Disappointment. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I don't have that at all anymore. Mm-hmm. There's not. there's not a day I walk in here and think oh it's her it's him or whatever I think oh great this is going to be awesome they're all amazing um but it took a long time to get to that point so um uh you know I think it's just a slow transition and you just slowly build your way there because you you know you'll have a few people like that that can be more full-time and can support themselves and they're more engaged and then you add a couple more and then you add a couple more and then you've got it as you're growing it didn't happen. This isn't the way we started. Yeah. No. And I mean, that's probably encouraging for the ability mm-hmm. to hear that it does take time. Slow yeah. growth. And maybe it's just adding that one full-time coach right. to begin with. Right. You know, and, and then seeing the benefit of that and then growth from that. And then, oh, you have opportunity to add another full-time coach. Right. Right. So, yes, that, that makes sense. I just know sometimes people get discouraged. They're like, oh, I really want to do that. But I can't. Right, right. <laughs> Don't have the money or the resources. So. Right, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, I know that makes sense. Um, goodness. We have talked about 
everything. Have we? <laughs> <laughs> We've literally talked about all, all, all things. We've gone everywhere around this gym. Um, Lisa, anything else? I mean, we've just hashed it out. Anything else as we're sitting here in this kid's um, room, brainstorming? Anything else you want to share or advice you have for the affiliate owner out there? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess... I love going to work. I feel the way that you, you said Tom feels like this doesn't feel like work to me. It feels like I'm hanging out with people that I love to be around. And I think if you can make it, if you can make the work environment that way, you're just, you'll just be set. Um, you know, it, it doesn't have to be so serious. You want, you want people that are intelligent and want to, and use their free time to look into things like what is the best programming and why is this important and how, what's the best way to teach this? Um, but they should also have fun with it and not be, not be so serious. I don't know. I think, I think people like this gym because it's fun because we're always laughing and having fun and, um, it kind of is infectious and, (laughs) and you saw when Danny left, you know, she was making fun of me. (laughs) She was definitely making fun of you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of the way it is here. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think just keeping it fun and making it just a great place to be and will kind of push you towards success. Hmm. And it starts from the top. It starts from, <laughs> starts from you and your coaches, and you guys have to have fun with it, and yeah. the members will pick up on that. Yeah. So, and you can do fun activities like your Friday Night Lights thing that's about to happen. Right. So exciting. Right. So awesome. Melissa, thank you. Thank yeah. you for letting me crash your day and oh, yeah, take sure. up all of your time. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> no, no. it. <laughs> yeah, thank you for coming. Yeah, but and it's been great to have you on the show. And uh, Philly owners, I mean, gosh, we talk about so much. I'm sure there's something you can take away and implement today, make it happen. So, but yeah, I most appreciate it. Thank you for sharing with me. Sure. Thank you.